0: Hello and welcome to the Never Heard of It podcast. My name is Craig Moorhead and I am joined this evening as always by
1: Sean D. Harwell. The D is for diamond. It's not, it's it's actually just for David.
0: Oh, seemed very fancy for a moment. I kind of uh, prefer that to be honest. Yeah, well. Hi everybody. So we're, as you know, as you may know, as you may not know, we're in the middle of doing a a series of podcasts about movies from the year 1985. Now, today Mm -hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to kind of tee up the next episode. And then the next episode will be a longer episode where we really kind of put these two movies up against each other, I guess, uh, up against the wall. I don't know. That that sounds violent.
1: That's appropriate for the ones we're going to watch. Yeah.
0: We're going to give you a lot of information on this stuff, so we hope you enjoy it. Sean, but first, Sean, where can people find us and other episodes like us?
1: Obviously, we love to have you subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, but reviews on iTunes are great because it just helps people find the show. Besides that, there's neverheardpodcast.com. That'll take you everywhere you want to go, Twitter, YouTube. It's nice to see comments on YouTube. Thank you for those. Facebook, of course, pretty active there, and Instagram. I think that is all of our social empire. It's mm. a house of cards ready to crumble at any moment, but we appreciate your participation. Uh, Craig. Yeah. I just, I, I gotta say up front, like I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, as much as I was excited to talk about Goonies and Explorers and Daryl and watch those again, I may be more excited about these next two episodes because I, I haven't seen these four movies in so long and they were definitely too old for me when they came out that I'm mm-hmm. not positive I've ever really sat down and watched all four of them all the way through.
0: Yeah, very much in the same boat. I remember, I think, watching Missing in Action 2 at mm-hmm. a friend's house. His dad had it on a, you know, from like HBO or something. And I remember watching it. And, and yeah, it was definitely sort of a, we're too young for this stuff. What's funny <laughs> is all of these movies when I was a kid seemed like this is very serious business. Yeah. Like this is, like this is, these are serious adults doing serious things. And, and. Yeah. And it it definitely takes on a different tone now when you watch them.
1: It does a little bit. It does a little bit. It does
0: a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm also super excited. Yeah. So
1: let's talk about who we got in the first one. Okay. I think maybe by the way that we got here was, again, we're, we're looking at pairing things that are a little thematically connected or... Uh, stylistically connected and, you know, show the ones that were at the top of the box office in 85 and the ones that were a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. I looked at the list again today. I don't think there was an outright war movie that we would think of as a war movie in 85, like a real ensemble thing. Instead, right. you know, there's definitely some some dramas that are set in WW2. There's some spy stuff, espionage stuff. There's a revolutionary war movie with Al Pacino, which I think we have to watch. Yeah, uh, But instead, obviously... This is the era of the action hero with a machine gun in his hand. And so we're going to cover our bases with Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and uh, Chuck Norris in these two episodes. And which one are we doing uh, the first episode?
0: So the first episode is going to be Rambo, First Blood Part 2, and Missing in Action 2.
1: Isn't it after the colon called The Beginning?
0: (laughs) It is called the beginning, yes, yeah, there's some interesting stuff I found out about Missing Action too. There's not a lot of information about that movie, mm-hmm. but what what there is 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 pretty interesting, but yeah, so we, we just we decided these two movies deal with Vietnam, yeah, you know, when I was a kid, obviously I didn't understand the ins and outs and like the the finer details of what happened with Vietnam. It was just this war that seemed to exist in the movies, and it just yeah. seemed like there were a lot of movies about Vietnam. And they all seem to be about a guy who's going back to get his buddies.
1: And then you saw Full Metal Jacket and you were like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. But yeah, these definitely seem like they're all about the singular hero. <laughs> it's not.
0: Yeah. There's no eye there's no in Rambo, mm-hmm. as they say. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. I love that. These movies are very, just deadly serious. They're super quick. Both of them are about 90 minutes long. Thinking about it today, like if you had Stallone, who was a major action star at the time, in a high-budget action movie, now it would be two and a half hours long. Yeah, just that fact makes it seem so much leaner and meaner already. So it's another reason why I'm looking forward to, to getting into it.
1: I'm saying it's worth reiterating: Rambo: First Blood Part Two, number two movie at the box office that entire year. Yeah, I watched the trailer today, and it looks so incredibly mm-hmm. violent. And uh, to yeah. think that you know. The number one movie was Back to the Future, and then you've got something like this, which is, it just screams polar opposite and playing to a much Mm -hmm. more specific crowd. $150 million, man. That's a huge, huge thing. So yeah, I'm excited to to see it live up to that.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you got the poster, it's a wall of fire behind him (laughs) and he's all greased up and muscular holding a gigantic like Russian bazooka. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your ad campaign. Yep. and I mean people, yeah, people went to it in droves. I mean, all around the world, it was a huge movie. Mm-hmm. The uh, budget on it, just to get into a few finer points, forty-four million, which was very high at the time, and the final tally was one hundred fifty million domestically and three hundred million total. The first film in the U.S. to be shown, apparently, on over two thousand screens.
1: No kidding, crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah, made all that money and then won. A ton of Razzies oh, it's that dilemma. year. Yeah, no one seemed to like it very much. <laughs> I actually watched the Siskel and Ebert review on TV, and theirs was pretty positive, but even theirs was like almost nothing in the movie makes any sense. Surely, like 75% of all the stuff is completely impossible, mm-hmm. and yet it's just super fun to watch. Sure, Rambo pops up in places, and you don't have no idea how he got there. In a way, <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it sounded kind of like a, like a slasher movie. Yeah. Like how did, how did the killer get inside the house? Uh, well, right. it doesn't matter. Anyway, they they, they seem to think it was it was just fine.
1: That's great. And so uh in Action 2 didn't didn't quite do so hot in comparison. Not quite as well. Much much further down the list at number 77 here. Yeah, I mean, this is a good year for Chuck Norris. He's got three movies uh, in the right. top 100 this year with Code of Silence and uh Invasion USA.
0: And the crazy thing is, so Rambo was 44 million that year. Missing in Action 2 had a budget of $2.4 million. Wow. So and it, made, and it made 10. Yeah. And it was in 1,300 theaters, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing is this movie, uh, Missing in Action 2 and Missing in Action were shot back to back, shot all at once. Missing in Action 2 was supposed to be the first movie. <laughs> oh, that's then, why it's
1: the beginning. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then they decided the one supposed to come second is better. So let's make that the first one and we'll make this a prequel.
1: They pre-Lucased Lucas.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so so there there was no response in terms of like the first one did well and so there was a second one. Like there was always going to be a second one no matter what. And I mean the it, the budget is dirt cheap. It's incredible. Yeah. I'll be interested to see if to see what the quality difference is between the two. Yeah. Like if, for sure. if watching Rambo feels like a more expensive movie because I mean really once you put somebody in fatigues in real jungle like what are you what are you paying for? Like I guess the explosions at the end, I guess.
1: Definitely watching the trailer of both it looked, uh, it looked like you could see the money on the screen a little bit, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It's definitely That'll worth pointing out that uh, both of the Chuck Norris movies that we're going to talk about in this, in this set, from the lovely Canon films, and if you haven't seen Electric Boogaloo, that documentary, so, so good.
0: Yeah, I got to see that. Now, the other thing that I found really interesting, and I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be the, the very last guy to have found this out. I had no idea... That James Cameron wrote this script.
1: Me either. It's news to me.
0: He wrote it. Sylvester Stallone rewrote it. And there seems to be a little bit of beef because (laughs) Sylvester Stallone says he rewrote almost everything. He said there are like two scenes that's still in there from Cameron's original script. Wow. And Cameron was writing this at the same time as Aliens. And he said he literally had two, he set up two desks in his house in two different rooms. (laughs) course he did he'd get stuck on for uh rambo he'd go and work on aliens which is just crazy to me that, yeah so so he worked on that but the other interesting thing is i'm trying to find more like like confirmation on this because i just read it in an article and there there wasn't really anything cited but it was sort of spoken as if this was known but apparently missing in action those movies were based on the script that james cameron wrote for this movie
1: mm. So I better get the writers guild online.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Settle. This. Yeah, we better uh, we better figure that out. But yeah, I mean, those are going to be our two guys, uh, our, our two war heroes, our two sullen dudes.
1: Well, let's make some predictions, shall we?
0: Oh, please, let's predict.
1: Which do you think is going to be the mo- more enjoyable experience: watching Rambo: <laughs> First Blood Part Two, or watching Mission in Action to the beginning?
0: I feel like Rambo will be okay. But there's a part of me that feels like this is going to be a, a game of inches. Like I, I kind of feel <laughs> like, like, like I feel bullets. like Rambo, especially considering like the action that we've seen since Rambo came out. I feel like Rambo is going to feel a little bit like the A Team, and then it's just a question of like how much worse than the A Team is missing in action too. If that makes any sense, like yeah. I feel like Rambo is going to feel kind of like a TV show. Right. But what about you?
1: I don't know. I, I'm kind of counting a little bit on the craziness of Canon Films and the campiness and some of the, the budget constraints and the compromises they probably had to do to come through and make an a an, an more enjoyable experience for Mission in Action 2, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. You know. I mean, obviously, the box office is telling me that a lot more people enjoyed and went to see Rambo than they did mm-hmm. this one. So, uh, we'll see. But I'm going to hedge my bets and say that uh, I'm going to go with with Chuck on this one. Who do you think has got the biggest body count?
0: Well, it it depends, I think. (laughs) Because, like, I'm going to guess that Missing Action 2 has way less explosions, but more, like, on-screen body count. Whereas Hmm. Rambo's going to have lots of, like, I'm firing missiles from afar type stuff. And then I don't know how to tally that up.
1: Yeah. It'll be tough. We'll keep an eye on that. I was gonna say Rambo though, just because of uh, uh, because of the budget and things like that. So I'm gonna yeah. go Rambo, and then I think this was probably more obvious. Who's got the best one-liner between these two movies? I mean, I, th- I think we got to go with Stallone, right? You got to assume that, or do you?
0: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. You, you're, you're right. I mean, maybe so, but I remember this movie, and I really liked First Blood. And, and a part of what I liked about it was that Stallone. Was very just monosyllabic. He might say the word "yeah," you know, or you might just have to go with a head nod. Are there any one-liners in Rambo? I don't know if there are any one-liners in Rambo.
1: Well, I don't know, but I, I mean, like, like real one-liners. Yeah, but the less you, less he says, that's what the, it makes the few things he does say that much more impactful. Maybe so. We'll say the awesomest line, so it doesn't have to necessarily be the cheesiest, sure. but um. Yeah, I, I think Stallone's going to take that. I could be wrong. I, could, I, hope, I hope I am wrong in some ways. I hope there's just some killer line <laughs> in Mission in Action 2 that uh, yeah. will blow me away. Yeah,
0: it needs all the good lines it can get.
1: Yeah, anything else we should know about these two movies?
0: Well, the only thing you should really keep in mind is that the movie that Stallone did before Rambo and Rocky IV, which also came out in 85, yeah, so he had a big year. But the movie he did before those movies came out was Rhinestone... A comedy with Dolly Parton. I just say just hold that in your mind. (laughs) Just think about it as you're watching Rambo, just think about he was playing a taxi driver with a skin tight shirt on, trying to make people laugh.
1: Okay, we'll do. Come back next time. We're going to war with Stallone and Norris. It'll be fun. It will be. All right, bye (laughs)
0: y'all.